In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Pop Crime, where pop culture and true crime intersect and where we deep dive into the latest scandals and trending celebrity legal dramas, as well as the infamous crimes and dirty deeds of the pop culture past. I'm Kiki Monique, but many of you probably know me as the talk of shame. I was your go-to social media source for the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial. I went viral breaking down the entire Lizzo lawsuit. I'm not a lawyer, so you aren't gonna get any fancy legal jargon from me but I am a boots on the ground investigative reporter and your classic curious Sagittarius who loves to absorb all the nitty gritty details and then explain what it all means in the simplest way possible so all the other non-lawyers like me out there understand what it's all about. Every week, I'll unpack a new case in the pop culture zeitgeist, trials, accusations, defamation, and more. And I'll even have some of your favorite creators, attorneys, and other guests on to weigh in. This week, I really want to get into the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, and even Taylor Swift of it all. And later, I'll be chatting with the blind item queen herself, Dumois, to discuss why the Sophie and Joe divorce had us all in a chokehold and what secret intel she has on the story. Our main sources for this episode are Joe Jonas's divorce petition filing, Sophie Turner's lawsuit against Joe Jonas, Daily Mail, People, and LA Times. The rest you can find in our show notes. Joe and Sophie's divorce and custody cases span across two countries, the UK and the US, and in the US across different states. There were allegations of Sophie partying too much. There were allegations of Joe being less than supportive when Sophie was struggling after the birth of their second child. And there was the infamous ring camera footage that was supposedly the final straw for Joe. And when Sophie became close with Joe's ex, Taylor Swift, and was not only seen hitting the streets of NYC arm in arm with Taylor, but reportedly started living at Taylor's NYC home, the internet lost its collective mind. With all the allegations, multiple lawsuits, and backing of the Swifties, it seemed the public was in for a messy, drama-filled divorce. But when Joe and Sophie were forced into mediation this month to resolve custody issues for their two daughters, the results were surprisingly uneventful, and a plan through the year-end holidays was made. But after reading the claims in Sophie's lawsuit, like for one that she found out Joe was divorcing her in the online tabloids, along with the rest of the world, it seems clear that this split still has a ways to go and could be a bit of a mess to unfold. So let's rewind this relationship to the beginning to find out how we got here, what's the current status, and what I predict will happen going forward. Joe and Sophie met in a quintessential Hollywood way. 
In a March 2020 interview with Elle, Sophie said she was working on a film in 2016 and one of the producers who had lived next door to the Jonas Brothers told her, you should meet Joe Jonas. I feel like you would really get along with this guy. Then a short time later, she goes to a meeting and Joe's agent was in the room. And he says to her, you remind me of one of my clients. I bet you two would really hit it off. And this is why I truly do believe that every relationship in Hollywood is arranged. And that doesn't mean that every relationship is fake or for a specific reason, though. Some are. But it's just that when you're famous, you need this sort of dating network to introduce you to people. It's weird, but I actually get it. So Joe is touring in the UK and decides to slide into Sophie's DMs. They meet up at this dive bar. Sophie's only 20 at the time, but UK drinking age is 18. She brings her rugby guy friends along because she's still leery it might be a catfish or something. But Joe shows up with his friends, no security or anything, and they end up drinking their faces off in this dive bar and totally connecting, which is actually my dream love story, so I love that for them. What's so funny, though, is I'm sure there were so many Jonas Brothers fans who hated Sophie when they found out she was dating Joe. But she didn't even like the Jonas Brothers when she was a kid. In that same L2020 interview, Sophie said there was this band in the UK called Busted, and they had this hit called Year 3000. She said the song was amazing, and she and her friends were huge Busted fans. But then the Jonas Brothers covered that song and made it massive. Busted broke up, and she and her friends thought it was the Jonas Brothers' fault, so she hated them. After their first date, Sophie and Joe were pretty much inseparable, and Sophie went on tour with him. They officially started dating in October 2016 and started being spotted together at parties, concerts, award shows. Game of Thrones had been on the air for about five years by then, so Sophie is really famous too at this point. Joe had obviously been around for years with the Jonas Brothers. She's 20, he's 27, which is actually a reasonable age gap by Hollywood standards. Just before Sophie's 21st birthday, she and Joe go Instagram official in January 2017. And 2017 is a fast and furious year for the couple. In May, they go to the Met Gala. In September, they adopt a puppy. And by October, they're engaged. They end up having a long engagement over a year. But in 2019, they spontaneously decide to get married after the Billboard Music Awards, which are normally held in Las Vegas. It was a $600 ceremony with an Elvis impersonator officiating the ceremony, which used to be honestly my dream Las Vegas eloping story, except I'd rather have like Whitney Houston or Cher impersonator marrying me. Also, what is it about music award shows and quickie Vegas weddings? I mean, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker did the same thing after the Grammys in 2020, except they never actually got a marriage license. So theirs was probably just a publicity stunt, really. But I'd really be curious to find the uptick in Vegas weddings after these award show. So... After this impromptu Vegas wedding, Joe later reveals during an interview that they didn't even tell their parents before they got married and that their parents found out about the wedding via online tabloids along with the rest of the world. I mean, this is beginning to feel like a bit of a theme in their relationship. And the reason they found out is because even though there weren't that many guests at their Vegas nuptials, one of their few guests was Diplo, who ended up live streaming the ceremony with his phone. Here's Joe Jonas in an interview with SiriusXM. 
Is it true that your parents saw that you got married online? They Aye. did find out um, online. In my mind, you know, that was the the legal portion of of the marriage. So I, I was thinking, I was like, hey, look, this is not the most important day. There's an important day. I mean, I'll keep private, but uh, ahead of us. So we were like, this is like just whoever's in town. But they have an amazing restaurant in North Carolina. <laughs> And I think like a couple of their staff walked up and were like, congratulations, I saw. And then they had to find out. And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I was doing a lot of like careful apologizing, apologizing and hey, you guys want to come out to LA? <laughs> These Vegas weddings, I feel like can only go one of two ways. Either the couple is so in love with each other, they become couple goals for everyone around them and they stay together forever or they crash and burn. And the not telling the parents first could have actually been Sophie and Joe's first red flag. The second red flag your marriage might be a mistake, Diplo is one of the few guests at your wedding and he secretly live streams it to his millions of followers. They did end up having a more traditional ceremony the following month in the south of France with their family and friends. It was of course gorgeous, featured in Vogue, the whole shebang. I love reading fiction, especially gripping crime thrillers or mysteries that are impossible to put down. That means I'm finishing books fast and constantly looking for another read. When I'm trying to decide what to pick next, I know Book of the Month has my back. Each month, the Book of the Month provides me with amazing books to choose from. The list of books are all curated by their editorial team, so you know they'll be good. First, I go onto their app to pick a new book from their curated list of five to seven suggestions. I am really excited about the books I chose this month. My first book this month is The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean. A page-turning mystery thriller follows Detective Chelsea Calhoun investigating a missing girl who reappears after two years, but she is left with more questions than answers. I also received Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch. In this debut novel, the suspicious death of a young doctor rocks a small town. Failed writer Elijah Lee finds himself fighting for his innocence when the circumstances of the doctor's death were ripped straight from the pages of his own novel. Book of the Month makes it easy to branch out into new genres and discover books you've never read. And shipping is always free. You can get your first Book of the Month for just $5 with the code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or spill something or just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code POPCRIME20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code POPCRIME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's 
N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code POPCRIME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Joe and Sophie are obviously superstar status, but they are definitely very private about their lives. But in February 2020, eight months after they got married, it's revealed that Sophie is pregnant with her and Joe's first child. But because of how notoriously private the couple is, it's no surprise that Sophie doesn't reveal the birth of her daughter Willa until after she was born in July 2020. Sophie also didn't share any photos of herself during the pregnancy until a couple months after giving birth. Then fast forward to May 2022, and Sophie confirms she's pregnant again, and she gives birth to her second daughter, Delphine, in July 2022. So at this point, everything seems picture perfect, at least to fans. Anytime Joe and Sophie are caught on paparazzi cameras, walking down the street, courtside at basketball games, it's always hand-holding and heavy PDA. Joe and Sophie walked the red carpet together in March 2023, and in April 2023 are pictured arriving at an after party in London. According to the Daily Mail, this is the last time the couple is photographed together publicly for several months, but that isn't a total shocker as Sophie began filming for her new series in England the next month in May, and according to court documents, Joe had to leave England in July 2023 to start touring in the U.S., Had trouble been brewing in the marriage for a while? Or did the breakdown of the marriage happen very suddenly, as Sophie later claimed in the custody lawsuit she filed against Joe? The story of what happens between April 2023 and September 2023 with Joe and Sophie is conflicting based on the divorce petition Joe eventually files on September 5th, 2023, and the subsequent lawsuit that Sophie filed on September 21st, 2023. But luckily, thanks to legal documents and the fact that the internet never dies, we can piece together most of it. Joe's divorce petition states that the marriage to Sophie is irretrievably broken and asks for shared responsibility of the children. It also states that there was a prenuptial agreement signed in April 2019, but the prenup is sealed to protect the parties. The petition itself is pretty simple, but it is filed in Miami, Florida, and states that Joe has been a resident of Florida for more than six months prior to the filing of the petition. Also attached is the Uniform Child Custody, Jurisdiction, and Enforcement Act affidavit, which lists where Jofi and their two children have lived since their children were born. And the petition states that Joe and Sophie's oldest daughter, Willa, moved to Miami, Florida on September 15th, 2021. Also attached is the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction and Enforcement Act affidavit, which lists where Joe and Sophie and their two children have lived since the children were born. The petition states that Joe, Sophie, and her oldest daughter, Willa, moved to Miami, Florida on September 15th, 2021, and were there until August 15th, 2023. And their youngest daughter, Delphine, has lived there since she was born, and too was there until August 15th, 2023. So what happened on August 15th, 2023, which also happens to be Joe's birthday? And why is the filing in Florida significant? We now also know that their Miami mansion was sold in August 2023 and had been put on the market at the end of 2022. This is significant because Sophie claims this house sale was all part of the plan because they had purchased a new home in the UK and the entire family moved overseas permanently. 
Could this August date also be related to the mystery ring camera footage? Sources claim Joe saw Sophie saying or doing something on it that made him realize the marriage was over. And according to one source, the alleged footage is of Sophie badmouthing Joe to a friend and it was the final straw. Sophie, however, stated in her lawsuit that she and Joe just had a fight on August 15th and the breakdown of the marriage happened very suddenly. We do know that a few days prior to Joe's birthday, he was spotted running errands in Manhattan without his wedding ring, which of course got the rumor mill buzzing about the status of their relationship. But then Sophie went to the Jonas Brothers show at Yankee Stadium a couple days later on August 13th and posted photos holding and kissing Joe's hand and even teased Joe with one of the pics showing her friendship bracelets. And one of them had the words, Mr. Perfectly Fine, the title of a Taylor Swift song that fans believe is about Joe, whom Taylor dated for about three months in 2008. And even though Joe did break up with Taylor in a 27-second voicemail, there didn't seem to be any bad blood anymore. As Joe said in a May 2023 interview, I'm cool with Taylor, we're cool. And Sophie went to Taylor's Airs tour. So the friendship bracelet seemed like nothing more than a playful tease. But then it appears Sophie does not attend Joe's 34th birthday on August 15th. Joe posted a carousel of images from his birthday dinner, but Sophie wasn't in any of them. Sophie did post a picture of them in matching pajamas to her stories with the words, happy birthday, handsome, written over the photo, and Joe is tagged. Their Miami mansion is sold a few days after Joe's birthday, and Joe is subsequently seen several more times publicly without his ring during shows in St. Louis and in Dallas at the end of August and in St. Paul at the beginning of September. The last time Joe was seen wearing his wedding ring on stage was the Chicago show, August 25th. Days after the St. Paul show, rumors start circulating that Joe met with a divorce attorney. Days after the St. Paul show, rumors start circulating that Joe met with a divorce attorney. But then the day after that rumor, Joe posts a photo with his wedding ring back on. Now looking back on it, part of me wonders if perhaps it was an old photo that Joe posted as a way to not just throw the public off, but to maybe throw Sophie off too, because if she's telling the truth and she was completely caught off guard by the divorce filing, Perhaps it was a way to ensure his plan to file in Florida went interrupted. Because if she is telling the truth and she was completely caught off guard by the divorce filing, perhaps it was a way to ensure his plan to file in Florida went uninterrupted. The reason I keep bringing up the fact that divorce was filed in Florida is because I spoke with a divorce attorney who works in the state of Florida and they believe choosing that state could have been a strategic move. A new custody law went into effect in July, 2023 in Florida that automatically gives dads 50-50 custody and time sharing. And it's a big deal in terms of custody and child support. The law creates this thing called rebuttable presumption for equal time sharing. So what that means in layman's terms is that any judge overseeing a custody case starts with the presumption that the child's best interests are served by equal time with the parents. It can be disproved or rebutted by evidence to the contrary, for example, proof of drug use, criminal activity, neglect, etc. And according to the divorce attorney I spoke with, it gives dads in Florida a great starting point of equality when they go into court, which in a lot of states 
including Florida before this change went into effect, dads always had to prove why it was in their best interest to get equal time sharing. Now with this new Florida law, the person challenging equal time sharing must prove why it's not in the child's best interest. So immediately after Joe files his divorce petition, stories about Sophie start coming out like rapid fire, claiming Sophie's partying was too much for Joe. Sources claim that Joe had been primarily handling the parenting duties in recent months and that he had been caring for their two daughters pretty much all the time. But the internet didn't immediately buy the Sophie is a bad mother or Sophie is a partier stories. Several fans started to suspect these stories were being planted by Joe's camp and they came to Sophie's defense. And as the internet does, started to dig up old interviews and evidence to debunk these claims against Sophie. Here's Sophie speaking with ET Canada. I'm an introvert. I'm a I'm a homebody. I just like I I if I could stay at home all day, I would. So this is great for me. Joe and I, it's actually kind of everything seems to be working out in my favor here because Joe's like a he's a real social butterfly. So I struggle to kind of lock him down and have him just spend time with me. So it's kind of, it's like prison for him, but it's great for me. Also in 2023, Sophie returned to work for the first time since 2022. The now mother of two has made it clear in past interviews that her career was something she was proud of. In 2018, Sophie told Marie Claire that it's lovely to be engaged, but that she doesn't consider the relationship milestone a great accomplishment the way she would her career. She said, there's this weird misconception that being married is the greatest thing that'll ever happen to you. But I've always found that my career is something I work for. And when I achieve something, there's a sense that this is the greatest thing I'll do in my life. So the internet began to question these stories about Sophie and asking why would Joe be complaining about having to be the primary caregiver for a brief period while Sophie filmed. Then more support for Sophie came when one of her friends told Daily Mail that Joe wanted to settle down and have another child, which Sophie wasn't ready for just yet. The source told Daily Mail that Sophie feels she's only just waking up to what her life and reality really is, and that she became famous at a very young age, then married and had kids at a young age. The source added that Joe wanted a more settled life, but Sophie's not ready for that because she's not even had a teen or young adult life. The source said it wasn't an issue at first, but the age gap between Sophie and Joe has become a real problem and that they want different things. This friend and source also claimed that the Jonases allegedly compared Sophie to Priyanka Chopra, who was married to Joe's brother, Nick, which allegedly put Sophie under a lot of stress. Nick is younger than Joe, but is more settled. He and Priyanka are on the same page about their careers and family life. Joe and his family want him to be in a relationship like this, but Sophie feels she's only 27 and hasn't even lived because she spent all of her good young years working, said the source. The day after the divorce filing goes public, Joe and Sophie post a joint statement that reads, statement from the two of us. After four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly, this is a united decision and we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy for us and our children. And the statement makes it seem like all is good between the now former couple, 
But then a couple weeks later, Sophie has a girl's night out with Taylor Swift, having dinner together at a fancy Italian restaurant, and they leave the restaurant arm in arm. And then two days later, Sophie files a lawsuit in NYC against Joe. And then the day she files the lawsuit, she goes out to dinner again with Taylor. This whole series of events starts to feel like great inspiration for a new Taylor song. Sophie has apparently also initiated proceedings in a British court seeking to return her two children to England. The lawsuit Sophie filed against Joe was for the alleged wrongful detainment of their children in the U.S. And she claimed that Joe was refusing to return their daughter's passports so they could go to the U.K. with her. Sophie's filing was quite detailed about timelines and plans the couple supposedly had. Sophie's statement in her lawsuit against Joe claimed that she and Joe began the search for a new home in the UK in December 2023, which coincides with when they listed their Miami home for sale. She says their plan was to make it their permanent home. Her lawsuit says they searched for homes in the UK from December through July and that they finally found the home they wanted and exchanged contracts on July 7th, 2023, and they would move in December 2nd, 2023. Sophie includes a detailed list of where she says the family lived September 2022 until April 2023, which is when she says they became permanent UK residents. The lawsuit states that before the family left Miami on or about March 10th, 2023, they shipped many of the children's belongings to England. The remainder of the children's belongings were placed into storage to be kept there until the parties had purchased a new home. And then, according to Sophie, on or about April 10th, 2023, the family relocated to England. Sophie's lawsuit filing stated, the children are both fully involved and integrated in all aspects in daily and cultural life in England. The children receive routine medical care and dental care in England. The children participate in extracurricular activities, play dates, and cultural activities in England. The older child attended nursery school full-time in England, and that England is the children's habitual residence. Sophie then started filming a new drama series in the UK, but in July, Joe had to return to the US to go on tour. They agreed the kids would go with him on tour, and that after she was done filming on September 14th, she would travel to NYC and the family would spend a week together, and then on September 20th, she would return to the UK with the kids. But Sophie claims those plans changed unbeknownst to her when Joe surprised her with a divorce filing. And Sophie claims she found out through the media along with the rest of us. Joe's legal team denies that the filing was a surprise and claims that Sophie was well aware of Joe's plans to file for divorce. Joe's team also claimed that Sophie and Joe had a cordial meeting about the kids prior to her filing the lawsuit and that her demand to take the kids to the UK would be a violation of the order that the Florida judge had put in place. Joe's attorney made a very lengthy statement to the press in response to Sophie's lawsuit and said, this is an unfortunate legal disagreement about a marriage that is sadly ending. When language like abduction is used, it is misleading at best and a serious abuse of the legal system at worst. The children were not abducted. The NYC judge issued an interim order that forbade either parent from removing the kids from New York. 
So both Sophie and Joe were there and reportedly didn't want to stay in their shared residence. So Taylor Swift reportedly loaned her place to Sophie and the kids. So and Joe were given a court date in January, but they then agreed to a four day mediation to resolve custody. Mediation seemed successful and a second interim consent order was filed, which states that Sophie and Joe have engaged in a mediation with United States and United Kingdom co-mediators and they landed on a shared custody arrangement that split their time with the kids, swapping custody back and forth at varying intervals between October 9th, 2023 through January 7th, 2024. Either parent was allowed to temporarily travel with the kids to the UK or any state in the US while they're in that respective parent's care. The judge ordered the parents to submit a letter to the court by December 23rd with an updated status on mediation efforts and custody with a trial scheduled for January 2nd, 2024. But in a shocking announcement, days after this temporary custody agreement was reached, Joe Jonas filed to dismiss the custody portion of their divorce case in Florida. According to the LA Times, Joe and Sophie agreed to work out the details of their split in private. And Page Six reported that the two had reached various agreements and planned to pursue an amicable resolution of all issues. So, Sophie and Joe will still be getting a divorce, but perhaps it will end with much less drama and media attention as when it began? So when we return, I'll be joined by blind item queen herself, Dumois, to discuss why the Sophie and Joe divorce has garnered such a passionate response and what she has to say about their story. Dumois, welcome to Pop Crime. Hi, Kiki. Oh my God, I love this. First of all, I just want to know, like, were you shocked by the amount of attention that the Joe and Sophie divorce got? Because I was stunned by how popular it became. I wasn't that shocked because I knew that the Jonas Brothers still had a pretty passionate fan base. So Really? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's just from you know, my interactions with my audience on a daily basis. I knew that they like love the Jonas brothers. still. it's like, they're still really popular. Um, this is true. Yeah. So no, I, I wasn't surprised at all, to be honest. Now, obviously you, you get notifications and information before a lot of people do. Like, did you start hearing rumblings or blind items about Joe and Sophie? Like, right before the divorce or had it been going on for a while? Like, when did you start hearing things about them as a couple? No, I heard not one thing, not one peep, literally not one negative message. Everything was positive. That always had to do with them, whether it be encounters or people who had worked with them. Um, fans who had run into them, nothing negative. I was shocked. It was something that was shocking to me when it first came out. But then once more information started rolling out about it, I was like, okay, this is obviously something that's been going on in their world for a while. 
Now, in the the lawsuit filing that Sophie filed after, you know, Joe filed the divorce petition, and then Sophie followed up with a lawsuit, you know, for the custody, in it, she claimed that she was caught off guard by the divorce and that she found out when the rest of us did, when the media found out, his lawyers, you know, say that's not true. Do you believe her side of the story? I do believe her side of the story to an extent. And that's only because I had heard, again, these are all rumors. Like, you know, I can't confirm any of this information. Of course. But I had heard that there have been issues in their relationship up to a year ago. Okay. So I think that behind the scenes, you know, and I often say this, like, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. That goes for celebrities as well. Um, They were showing a very united front on red carpets. Again, tons of sightings of them together out to dinner, out to breakfast, out to brunch. They were always out on the town in Miami, in New York. Um, So I think to us it was surprising, but I I don't know. I, I think that it couldn't have been a complete blindside to her. Now, what I will say is that they were having issues, and I, I, again, can't speak for her, but from what I heard, she had thought perhaps, you know, the issues wouldn't result in something as final as a divorce. So, yes, in that sense, yes, she could have been blindsided by the fact that he served her with papers. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, she says, you know, we had a fight, but I didn't think it was going to be this big of a deal. Now, there were rumors about this alleged ring camera footage. Some people were saying that, you know, Joe allegedly heard her say something on the footage that, you know, made it was over. Have you heard, seen, do you know anything about this alleged ring camera footage? Yes, I have heard that the footage is real. I think a lot of people also kind of doubted that it even existed. And they thought that maybe it was part of the narrative that Joe's side was allegedly pushing to the press. But no, I do. I do believe and have heard that there is actual ring cam footage. And, you know, when you when you say something like that and something like that gets revealed it sounds so mysterious and like something bad happened and people were speculating so many different things i don't think it was that crazy as people probably you know think it is i think that she probably maybe looked up to the ring cam and said something can i curse Of course. Said something along the lines, and I don't know, I'm totally making this up, but like, fuck you, Joe. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) she looked into the ring cam and said, fuck you, you fucking asshole. And then he was like, all right, you're, we're done. Like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Again, I'm totally like, you know, that is not what I heard had happened. I'm just trying to dramatize what I think along the lines of what has happened. So, but I will say, like, I think people, thought the worst of what was on that ring cam. And I I don't think it was anything so crazy. You know, it's true. Our mind always goes to worse. It's like, oh, we had, there had to be someone making out or her getting out of the car or something. But you're right. It could have just been something as simple as like looking to the camera and being like, fuck you, asshole. No, I honestly, like, that's what I think it was. That's what I think it was. I think that she, whether she looked into the camera camera or was coming home and just speaking out loud to herself or whoever she was with. I think it it was just that it was just like words, um, maybe some shouting. I, I don't think it's anything that anyone is suspecting, you know, as on the scale of it being something totally crazy at all. 
Now, Taylor Swift getting pulled into all this drama obviously took the story to like a whole other level. Like, do you think that like Sophie reached out to Taylor? Do you think Taylor maybe reached out to Sophie? You know, I don't know. So I can only speculate that Taylor reached out to Sophie only because, you know, think about Sophie's position at the time she's in new york city she's been in the uk for a while she comes back to new york because all this has happened happening what's the first thing on her mind it's her kids right it's her kids it's getting through this it's you know not being maybe spotted by the paparazzi every five seconds i don't think that during all of this mayhem she's like let me pick up the phone and call taylor and see if she wants to get dinner via Corota. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't think, and I, I again, I, I don't know. I don't think that that's how it went down. I think that Taylor and Sophie were friendly. I don't think that they were BFFs. I don't think that they were um, two people that probably spoke every day. I think that they were friendly, and I think that Taylor realizes her power, and she wanted to help out someone who she was friendly with, who was going through a hard time publicly. Yeah. And part of me also thinks, you know, obviously Taylor knows like her fans have her back. And if Taylor vouches for someone, then they're going to have that person's back too. And I just also wonder, you know, Taylor is just such a girl's girl. And like you said, you know, the Jonas's have just this huge following when this divorce went down and all these stories started coming up about, you know, Sophie partying and all of these things about her. It could have been very easily that, the scales would have tipped in Joe's favor, right? The audience. But now she has the backing of Swifties. Sophie does, um, which I guess I was also surprised, not surprised because of course, you know, Taylor, but I think that was kind of cool of her in a way if she did. Oh, 100% cool of her. Love her for that. Um, I think that what happened is the headlines started rolling out initially on TMZ and people were like, hmm, Okay, this is what's going down. And then it was headline after headline after headline. And, you know, the audience and the public, they're not stupid. They, they're very savvy. So they're like, okay, this is a smear campaign. And this is obviously being exaggerated and, um, you know, blown out of proportion to put Joe in good favor. So I think even before she went out to dinner with Taylor, people caught on to that happening. And I saw publications responding to, um, you know, the celeb news media headlines that were coming out about Sophie in favor of Sophie. Like, for example, I saw a headline in Glamour magazine, like we're not, and their headline was like, we're not buying this uh, smear (laughs) campaign. So I think right before she went to Via Carota with Taylor, the tide started to turn. And then she went to the dinner and everyone was like, okay, girl power. Like, yes, we got your back girl. You know, that's what, that's what I think happened. So it all kind of was, uh, happened in her favor. I think the way it happened in the end worked in her favor. And definitely with this couple, I mean, you haven't heard anything. I've never heard anything about like infidelity or like, you know, any cheating, like, or anyone else in the picture or even started dating. It seems like they were definitely into each other fully. So that for sure isn't an issue. I had is, never heard that was an issue. Okay. Now, you know, it seemed like the divorce was going to ramp up to be pretty dramatic. They end up with this, you know, four day mediation. They kind of solve the custody issue. And then a few days later, all of a sudden we get this major announcement 
they've sort of like dismissed at least the custody portion of the divorce and they decided that they're just going to settle this privately. Do you think it's because, you know, Joe kind of realized like the machine that maybe he had wasn't going to work and it's like it just was going to get too messy and there was going to be too much that came out and they decided like he maybe he decided like, let's just take this private I think that at the end of the day, Joe Jonas is a good guy. And I think that when all of this started, he was misadvised by the people around him to leak shit to TMZ. And it got out of hand. And I think that at his heart and at his core, he is a family man and a good guy and probably realized this has gone too far. And that's when I think he pulled back and they decided to handle everything privately. I don't, he's, he's not a bad guy. Like, do you know what I mean? So like yeah. when all this started happening, I was like, Oh God, what is he doing? And you know, part of it is him, but part of it is whatever team he hired to handle this legal team, publicity team. Um, and it just wasn't a good look. And I think well, he realized that and that's, and, think- and that's why they handled it privately. And I think that says a lot about, because I do think that there's a lot of people maybe old school, like maybe in these PR firms, especially when they're dealing with like male celebrities where they think like, this is how we work. Like, you know, I don't know. We see the kind of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. It seems like they still work with that playbook. But like when you have a younger celebrity and just a much more um, savvy audience, that's just like, no, we're not into this. we just don't play by those rules anymore. Exactly. You nailed it. It's like kind of like a version of like the old boys club or whatever, whatever that word is. And, you know, misogyny is definitely at play in those scenarios. And that's what we saw happen here. And it didn't work because it's, you know, the Jonas brothers and Sophie's fan base is a little bit younger. You know, they're not the boomers who are following Brad Pitt's divorce or whatever. They're younger and they they're they're online every second and they know they know what cues to look for when there's something shady happening and it it backfired and that's what happened. Now, I hate to be like, you know, I don't like, you know, the idea of like, ooh, who's going to get divorced next? But I'm just curious, like, have you heard any rumblings, any couples? You don't have to even say names, like any hints of couples we should be keeping an eye on that maybe you've gotten some info, intel on? Yeah, it was funny because, you know, when all these divorces started to come out in the past couple months, someone reached out and they had said that there are a lot of celebrity couples or one half of a celebrity couple who has um, visited the offices of Laura Wasser, who is a famous, (laughs) a famous divorce attorney in Los Angeles that we'd be really surprised to hear. And I asked this person, okay, can you give me a hint? as to uh, one of the couples, and they did. And it was the husband who had visited these law offices to, I guess, I don't know, get advice, see what wouldn't be entailed in filing for a divorce. I never revealed who it was. I talked about this on my podcast, and I think I posted about it. I never revealed who it was. It isn't... There are hints in a recent podcast episode, but it is... I would say kind of an A-list couple, like a borderline A, B-list couple. Both parties are famous actors. Okay, well. And the husband recently, uh, allegedly, uh, went to go visit 
Laura Wasser. So if it I happens. Mean, there was, I did, did, did you, I'm, I personally felt like this year, 2023, was the year of the divorce or the separated, not divorce. I felt like we saw more separations than usual. But I don't know. You've been in this a while. Do you think that this was like a pretty normal, like, number of divorces for celebrities this year? No, I don't okay. think. I think it was like one <laughs> after the other. Okay. And, you know, everyone was kind of making a joke about it. Like, who's next? Or like, nobody's safe in 2023, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought it seems like a lot. But I think, you know, I think people made some decisions during, the, during lockdown that maybe they shouldn't have or to stay together much longer than they probably normal, normally would have, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I think that, I mean, I don't know what the statistic, statistics are in the United States or the world for divorce, but it's common. I just think, I think when it happens with, with a celebrity couple, you know, it becomes like, ooh, like such a big thing. But if you really break it down, it's like, to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm downplaying it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's part of the circle of life. You get it's married. <laughs> you get married. You get divorced. You get married again. You're single. You know, it's just part of living. So I think we need to um, not take it so seriously. I think some people take it very, very seriously. Sophia Bush and Grant Hughes. That was a divorce that people kind of lost their minds over of like, you know, why? Why did yeah. the divorce happen? I mean, I've never had more people ask me why two people were getting divorced before. So, well, I think people just look at they, they somehow see a reflection. They're like, "But I don't understand. Like, if everything's going well, why didn't it work?" Because they want to see it their relationship. Because everything feels right to me. I don't want to think anything's wrong in my relationship. Or like, if it can't work out for someone who's amazing, how will it ever work out for me? Right? Yeah, but that just goes back to you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and you can't like everything you see on social media is is fake. I hate to like you know be so elementary about that explanation, but it's true. It's true. It is true. Well, um, obviously, where can people find you? Because I know you have all the blind items. You got a pod. Where can people find all this intel that you have? I am Demois on Instagram, D-E-U-X-M-O-I. Also on TikTok, Demois on TikTok. Um, and in my, in my bio, there's a link tree with links to everything. My book my podcast, uh, my website, if you want to submit an anonymous tip that could be featured in various places of the Demois brand. It's all there. Perfect. Demois, thank you so much for joining me on Pop Crime. Thanks, Keeks. It's so good seeing you. Good I to love see to you see too. your beautiful face. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm Kiki Monique, and that's it for this episode of Pop Crime. On our second episode, available now wherever you're listening, I'll break down Britney Spears' newly released memoir, The Woman in Me. I read the book so you don't have to, and I'm covering all the juiciest details, including the Justin Timberlake cheating revelations, the truth behind her conservatorship, and so much more. Do not miss it. Pop Crime is produced by Sean Kilby, Shannon Sassone, and me, Kiki Monique. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. And be sure to follow me at The Talk of Shame on TikTok and Instagram. And send your emails to podcast at betches.com.
Betches.